This is a Soulfire production. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I am continuing my 2022 wrap up series with a show about some of the big lessons that I learned this year. And, you know, these aren't anything revolutionary, but what I mean by this is these are things that I really learned in a new way, a very tangible way. These lessons really got integrated within me. You know, it's one thing to know something. It's another thing to live and experience and like really learn the lesson. And I feel like these were lessons I really learned this year through different dynamics that came up in my life. So everything on this list, it's like, oh, I know that. I know that. I've learned that before. But these were really just the main like themes for me of the year. And, you know, like most people, I can definitely hear the same thing many times. And sometimes it takes a while for it to really integrate because you know, it happens, it happens to all of us. So I have a very random list of things. These are all kind of connected, but it was really just a stream of consciousness as I sat down and I was like, I want to write out like, what were the main lessons I learned this year in 2022, which I still can't even believe this year is over. I feel like in many ways this year felt so long because it was such an internal year for me being in year seven, which will be in a collective year seven in terms of numerology next year. So everybody will be getting a little bit of that seven energy, which are notoriously difficult. You know, it's a a lot of introspection. And for me this year was, it was tough and it was kind of bizarre because it was one of those situations where looking from the outside in, or if I was just kind of looking objectively at what was going on, it wasn't like anything crazy was happening. I mean, I guess some crazy things happen. Um, But nothing that was more difficult, I will say, like major challenges or scares the way I've had at other times in my life. So it was, it was kind of bizarre how intense it was for me because it's just such an, it was such an internal process, so many internal shifts. But I was thinking about this and I was like, you know, what happened this year? This year? um, Wow. I mean, I, I published two books, two best-selling books, which I'm so proud of and so excited about. I channeled, what, five books this year? Not all have been released, right? But I I mean, I wrote a lot of books. That was exciting. I sold a company. I started two more companies. Going into next year with some really great foundations built for courts and the publishing house that I'm working on, which is exciting. I had a lot going on in my personal life. I had a lot of relationships shift and change. I released a lot of people. I manifested in a lot of incredible people in my soul family. Just a lot of things shifted personally. The Twin Flame Collective just <laughs> hit me over the head. That that was a big part of the year. I got a new birthday. I got a new astrology chart and human design chart. I mean, I got a kitten recently. There's been a lot, a lot of interesting stuff that has unraveled this year, but it has been a very internal process. So I don't know, maybe me talking about that will help you as you navigate whatever next year brings for all of us. I feel like personal seven years are intense and I'm very curious to see how it feels on the collective level as well. So let me just go ahead and dive into some of my my main lessons, you know, maybe some of these will resonate for you as well. But once again, it was like really 
these are the lessons that I, I most lived this year. And it really integrated and landed and it shifted from a conscious knowing to an embodied, I know this and I have made a vibrational shift in alignment with knowing this and I'm now discerning quite differently in my life. And that is when the magic happens. If you have been looking for a place to take a deep dive into all things intuition, manifestation, brain rewiring, spiritual awakening, and activating miracles in your own life, then the Channel Collective is the place for you. I know it can feel like a lot as you shift into 5D and shed those old layers and start to see things in a new way. You're connecting to who you really are and you might have a lot of questions. You might feel confused or even lonely, but I also know that you have that deep thirst for knowledge and that is why I'm so excited about the Channel Collective membership. This community is a safe, welcoming space to help you explore your spirituality and your unique gifts while connecting with other like-minded people. When you join the membership, you get access to an ever-growing library of hundreds of exclusive videos on all things spirituality, manifestation, intuition, living in 5D, self-healing, and so much more. Plus, you get access to Ascension School, which is a library of exclusive trance-channeled messages from different Ascended Masters so that you can learn from them for yourself. This is where I share my juiciest, most exclusive downloads and things that I've channeled that I don't share with the public. And you get access to ad-free pre-released podcast episodes. We also have monthly Q&A calls where you can ask me anything and connect with other members monthly manifestation calls, and monthly high 70 energy healing group sessions. It's truly everything you need to raise your vibration, manifest the life you want, and really anchor in 5D consciousness. I have created this container as a really powerful way for you to continue to upgrade and raise your frequency so that you can tap into all of your inner magic. This is the membership I wish I had and what I wanted, so... It's really my favorite place to be, and I know that if you love the podcast, if you enjoy my YouTube channel, if you follow me on Instagram, you are going to love this because it is the true deep dive and the most exclusive information. So if you are ready to be expanded, check out the Channel Collective membership. Just head to christinathechannel.com slash membership. All of the information will be there. You can check out the different tiers and get ready to feel expanded and abundant. I can't wait to see you there. So the first two things I wrote down are definitely connected. I wrote down one, only give what also contributes to you. And two, putting energy in the wrong direction will drain you. So I became really interested in this idea of, you know, burnout from the perspective of it's not putting too much energy somewhere or like not having enough energy, we're connected to the infinite source, infinite energy. Rather, what if it is the burnout comes from, and this is very much a human design thing, the burnout comes from putting my life force energy in a direction that's not in alignment for me. And I have found this to be really true for myself. It's more about making sure that I'm putting my energy in the correct place for me. And then I feel really lit up and then I get more energy to keep going. You know, it's very like very much my sacral as a generator versus when I'm doing things that are out of alignment, I feel exhausted. I feel like I can't get enough sleep. I feel just drained. I'm not motivated. I'm procrastinating. And so I've really started to pay attention to that. And sometimes the things that are out of alignment for me in terms of, you know, it's 
the thing that is draining me because I'm putting my energy and attention toward it, my cognitive mind doesn't understand. That has been sometimes relationships. That has been even parts of my life that I like, like things that I like, I enjoy doing, but it's not in alignment for me anymore. I saw this big time with things with my business. And I think that's really hard about releases. And I really realized that this year is sometimes the things that we need to release, like are things that we do like or enjoy. And it doesn't have to be a parting or a completion from a space of, oh, I don't like this. It's not working for me anymore. It can just be like, this is complete or I love this thing. It was an alignment and it's, it's not for me anymore. And I don't even know why, you know, it's like a breakup. Like when there's a problem, it's easier for your logical mind because your logical mind is like, okay, this can make sense. Maybe it's, you know, really hard. Not saying it's easier, but it makes sense because this happened. And when something didn't happen and we're like, I'm still choosing to leave the situation, it really can mess with our minds, you know, but I've really been forced to just not judge what it is, just recognize what it is, whatever it is I need to shift. Sometimes that's literally just like the order in which I do things in my day. It's been a certain relationships. It's been certain parts of my business. I mean, this year I released biz school, which was like really hard for me because I loved that program so much, but it was just time to move on, you know? So putting energy in the wrong direction was draining me with this was also only give what contributes to you. So that can sound selfish, I guess. I think we can all be a little more selfish. I think that would be supportive for a lot of people. But, you know, my guides have been telling me this again and again and again. I just, it wasn't clicking for me until I realized that if we think about this energy balance of giving and receiving, every single time I'm giving, I'm also receiving. If I'm not allowing myself to receive in that moment, then I'm going to feel drained. Or if I don't feel like I'm receiving, then I'm going to feel drained. And so I started to pay attention to every time I feel like I'm giving, am I also receiving at the same time? So for example, if let's say I'm in a session with somebody, right? That contributes to me as well. So this session could be all about that person, right? All about their energy body, reading their Akashic records, whatever. And it seems like it's all about them and I'm, I'm giving, but at the same time, I'm also receiving because those are so powerful for me. I learn a lot from what I'm channeling for other people. That's how I learn the most. It lights me up to see the miracles, the healings, the transformations, like I feel like I'm receiving just as much as I'm giving. So it's the same balance. And I started to pay attention to where are all of the places where I feel like I'm giving, but not getting anything back in return at the same exact time as I'm giving. And wherever those places are, what do I need to shift in terms of my perspective around it? How can I just recognize how I am receiving in that moment? Like holding space for a friend, right? If I am doing that and I'm feeling like I'm just giving right now, or if I'm taking care of somebody, I feel like I'm just giving but am I also receiving in that moment? What is that giving me? You know, and it's a perspective shift or it's realizing, well, then maybe I just don't want to do that anymore. You know, so I've, I've really just decided like I'm only giving what also contributes to me. It's helped me narrow down the tasks I want to do in my business, the things I want to do in my business and what I was doing just because I felt like I should. And also for me to stay excited in every single thing I'm doing in my life, like it's got to be contributing to me. And I think just the energy of the shoulds is so heavy that I just don't want to do it anymore. I just don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> okay. The next big lesson that came through, and I wish I could remember exactly what he said, but one of my good friends said this to me and it was really 
it was just so profound the way he said it. But essentially what he what he said was something along the lines of believe people the first time. And I was like, what do you mean? And he goes, early on when you meet someone, whatever the problems are that are coming up, believe that. Believe that those are going to be the problems. And what can often happen is we think, oh, it's early on and whatever this type of relationship is. And so they're just learning. But he's like, and I would, I tell myself that he was sharing his own experience. He was like, I tell, I told myself that like, oh, it'll change. He's like, no, it doesn't change. Like if there are problems that are coming up at the beginning, you have to understand that that's part of who that person is. And I totally understand the other side of that, of, you know, sometimes we're just learning each other. I think in relationships, especially, it's so important that we give some space to teach each other, you know, how, how we want to be loved, how, like what feels good for us in terms of communication. There is learning, but I also do, I do really agree with what he said. Like that hit me really hard. And I realized how in so many relationships in my life, early on, people showed me bits of their character and I thought, oh, that was just a one-time thing. You know, I'll give them a free pass. It was just a one-time thing. And it always came back to bite me in the butt, you know? And I think that just new levels of, of really learning the lesson of trusting my intuition the first time. And especially when you're somebody like us, right? If, if you listen to this podcast, you're probably somebody who really sees people on the soul level and wants to give people the benefit of the doubt and wants to believe that people, you know, want to show up for their best. want to show up from, from love and I think that sometimes that can get in the way of of our discernment of who is really supportive for us. And I know that I've had a tendency in the past to get some type of intuitive hit like, eh, not this or having a weird feeling, but not listening to it and saying that, you know, I was being too hard on somebody or just give them a chance. And then it just bit me in the butt. So I've just learned to not try and figure out what's going on or like why it's not in alignment. And the thing is, once again, it doesn't have to be like, oh, there's something wrong with that person. It's not about making people right or wrong. Sometimes it's just, it's not in alignment. There's no problem. Um, But I think especially in business, it's so important, you know, because I mean, the stakes, it can cost you money, you know, it can cost you a lot of time, it can cost you clients or customers, whatever. So I just think listening to your intuition, we don't need to necessarily like make it into a big ordeal, but just noticing and honoring like, where am I getting a, hmm, there's something off here. And like, what could that be? And maybe this is not an alignment and it doesn't have to mean that there's anything wrong with that person. Again, like we don't need to make anybody right or wrong. They could be a lovely person, but maybe it just, maybe, maybe there's a better opportunity for one of you or both of you. It would be both of you out there, you know? So just trusting that intuition. And when people are showing us who they are early on, believe them, believe them. That was a big one for me. You know, with that, don't chase people. (laughs) And I was just talking to some people about this. I think this can become a big thing as people unlock their psychic abilities and spiritual abilities. Like as we move through these different levels of spiritual maturity, where people can get in the space of, you know, just wanting people to understand to see them, for them to know like where they're at. And I think people can sometimes unintentionally fall into chasing people, which can look like like convincing people that they should be in some type of relationship with you. They should want to hang out with you. They should want to date you. They should want to work with you. They should, you know, want to be in your world, like whatever it is that, that you know what you're talking about, that you're not crazy. Like where is there some 
convincing energy underneath it. Like, where are we chasing people? I mean, it happens all the time in dating, I'll say. But for me, and you know, I don't know. I, I think where this came up was I just had so many conversations with different people around this. And I would find myself saying the same thing again and again. And that's why this is, a, like, I guess, a lesson that's, that stood out because it was more of a realization of what I had shifted. And I, and I told a lot of people who I had this conversation with, I was like, if you stop chasing people and you just allow yourself to attract people in, then you're going to see who really sees you. You know, and I am so grateful for the people in my life. Like I am genuinely surrounded. It makes me emotional. I'm like going to tear up. I am surrounded by such incredible friends. I have such incredible friends. I have a lot of incredible friends. I have a lot of amazing people in my life who are very supportive, very genuine, very authentic, have my back, see me, understand me, where I can just be myself. Like I am so grateful that that's my my reality that I'm so safe to just be me and to have so much love around me. And a big part of curating that has been just releasing the chasing and just attracting and seeing who comes to me instead of seeking everybody else out, just seeing who comes my way. Because I know that when people come my way, it's because they see me, they understand me. And so the dynamic is not going to be me trying to convince them to listen to me or to understand me which was another big lesson this year. I wrote down, it's not your job to make other people understand you. And for me, there have been different levels of this in my life that I, I move through. And I think for all of us, as we move through different phases of our lives, there can be different points where people are questioning us or, or not getting it. And you know, I think there are all different types of levels of that. For me, just growing up, there are lots of levels of that. When I was going through my chronic illness, there were levels of that. There have been many in terms of entrepreneurship and changing my career, making certain decisions, just choosing to run my own businesses in general. I mean, I think through a lot of the things that I've chosen in terms of my lifestyle, people often they have come at me in the past and tried to make me make them understand when they were already committed to misunderstanding me, which I've talked about as a boundary for me of when I know that somebody is committed to misunderstanding me, I'm just not going to engage in the conversation. And I want to circle back to that because I have a, a bit to say about that. But I think for a lot, a long time when I was younger, I really wanted people to understand me because that was a big wound for me of just feeling misunderstood. And over time, that just got really tiring. And I noticed, especially for me, like this newer level of, you know, wh where does this wanting to make people understand thing come in has been actually like through channeling. And at first it was people just understanding, especially with trance channeling, like understanding that, like, can they understand me? But there was that level, kind of moved through that. But then what I actually started realizing was how much information and how much, how many of the messages I actually don't share are because I already decided that people won't get it. Or I'm so, I've been so worried about making sure that people can keep up, like wanting them to understand so people can like get the most out of the messages that I almost slowed myself down and have been blocking a lot of the stuff that wants to come through because I'm trying to make sure it's all so digestible for everybody else. And I don't think that's a bad thing to, you know, want to make things digestible or understandable for people who do really want to understand genuinely. But I realized 
that there was also a cost to that for me in terms of where I was only putting out the things that I thought people would be able to understand. And I've hit this point where I'm like, I actually don't care at all. (laughs) I can't because it doesn't matter. Like it goes back to the giving and receiving thing. If whatever I'm doing is lighting me up and filling me up, then people are going to feed off of that energy and people can understand the things that they're meant to understand or that they want to. And if they don't get it, they don't get it. And that's totally okay. You know, so I think there are a lot of different levels to just, you don't, it's not your job to make other people understand you. We also have to realize where people are committed to not. And I had a really intense experience this year that was really eye-opening to me. And I was in a group of people who are, you know, supposed to be super conscious, whatever, um, other intuitives who are well-known. And some of the dynamics that happened were honestly really like disappointing for me. And part of what happened was a dynamic within within there that happened was I was in a situation where somebody asked me a question, I responded, (laughs) and that person kept arguing with me, telling me I was wrong, and I was communicating back my perspective, and it was just going in loops, and I realized this person has already decided that I'm going to be wrong. Like, they don't even want to hear what I have to say, really. So I was just, I just kind of dropped it you know, and I was like, I realized that I was exerting energy in a direction where it was, it wasn't appreciated. It wasn't being received. There was no opportunity for it to be received. I was draining my energy, trying to express this. And this person had already decided I was going to be wrong no matter what. So I wasn't going to keep putting my energy into it. And when I dropped it and just redirected my energy without getting upset, then what had come up was that I was holding back my truth. And I mean, I was thinking about this for a while because it opened up so much for me. And after, you know, some of my friends said, oh, well, I wish you had said X, Y, Z, like blah, 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 and like just spoken your truth. And I was like, my truth is my truth and my truth is powerful and I know my truth. And I have no interest like trying to push my truth onto anybody. (laughs) Like I don't care, you know? And I think that's, honestly, a lesson. Like, I think that's an important lesson for people to understand of, yeah, there's like speaking your truth and knowing your truth, but who is that for? Like, to me, that's for me. Like me saying it to anybody else doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. In that moment, for me, the self-love was, I'm not going to keep putting my energy in this direction when this person doesn't want to hear it. You know, and I think that this is a lesson in boundaries and, and where some of these like spiritual conscious conversations just get a little more nuanced. You know, there's like speaking our truth, but like who is that for? And where is there still an energy of of proving underneath it? To me, I just like don't, I don't want to do that. I don't care. You know, I don't need somebody else to like think I'm right or even to hear me. I don't need them to because I hear myself, you know? So I feel like just going deeper into the nuances of of what it means to speak our truth and what does that look like to do from a place of love? And when we speak our truth, can we also receive the truth of other people? With an open mind, we don't have to take it on as our own truth. But I just felt like that exploration was really powerful for me this year. I went on a total tangent, but it is what it is. You all know how important it is to take care of your physical vessel to keep your frequency high, which means easier manifestation and clearer intuition. Plus, of course, whole body health. The thing is that even if you eat a really clean diet, our soil is so 
depleted, that most of us are still nutrient deficient, even when we're eating a whole foods-based diet, which is where supplements do support us. We want to be really careful about the supplements that we are consuming because those companies like to sneak in all kinds of ingredients in there, which is why I'm obsessed with Paleo Valley. All of their products are gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, dairy-free, non-GMO, and made from only organic whole foods, which means your body knows what to do with those and can actually absorb them. And they don't put in any of those extra fillers or unnecessary ingredients. I hate to say it, but a lot of people are taking supplements and really just pouring money down the drain, in my opinion, because their supplements aren't high quality. So my two must-haves from Paleo Valley, the Essential C Complex, which is the most powerful 100% natural vitamin C product on the planet. It has not just one, but three of the most concentrated natural sources of vitamin C out there, amla berry, kimu kimu berry, and unripe acerola cherry. This is great for boosting the immune system. It is amazing for reducing fatigue and naturally boosting energy. It's also great for regulating your stress hormone, cortisol, and for increasing collagen production, which means better skin, hair, and nails. Most other vitamin C supplements out there are derived from GMO corn and only contain a fraction of the vitamin, ascorbic acid, whereas Paleo Valley's Essential C Complex contains the entire spectrum with absolutely no synthetic vitamin C, just organic superfoods. I have been using this vitamin C forever and has made the world of a difference for me. I'm obsessed. The other product I cannot recommend enough is their grass-fed bone broth protein. So many bone broth protein and collagen products claim to be made from grass-fed cows when the cattle are actually finished on grains. Paleo Valley's 100% grass-fed bone broth protein is the only of its kind made from truly grass-fed cows raised on pesticide-free grass pastures. The cows are never fed GMO grains. I put this in all of my smoothies as my protein source. It's rich in proteins and amino acids, and they don't use any chemicals or solvents. It's just good old-fashioned bone broth that is gently powdered. This is amazing for healing the gut. It's great for joint health. It's amazing for skin, hair, and nails. It improves sleep, boosts metabolism and great for muscle and heart health. To be totally honest, I'm mostly obsessed with it because I've seen such a drastic difference in my skin, hair, and nails. I just can't recommend it enough. And it really doesn't taste like anything. So I just put it in my smoothie and it really doesn't taste like much. It's just whatever my smoothie tastes like other than this is what my smoothie tastes like. So if you want to try out Paleo Valley's grass-fed bone broth protein, their vitamin C, or any of their other incredible products, just head to paleovalley.com and you can use my code Christina15 for 15% off. That's P-A-L-E-O-V-A-L-L-E-Y.com and my code Christina15, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A, 15 will get you 15% off. You know, from that, a few other offshoots that I wrote down. One is I can have hard conversations. I had some really hard conversations this year and I'm really proud of how I navigated those. I I do feel like that's a skill set I have. I mean, I've always kind of been that person. I'm good at mediating things. I'm good at being in tense situations. But I had a lot of conversations that really called me up where I had to really express my truth, where I had to really explain how I was feeling in a very clear way where I know that previously I would have just you know, let it slide off my back when it did bother me, you know, and I think that's the defining factor of if something is going on that's bothering me and I'm suppressing my truth, that's one thing. But if something's coming up and I really just don't care, then to me, that's not suppressing my truth. But anyway, I had a lot of very difficult conversations. I had a lot of intense conversations, awkward conversations and conversations that, you know, when you're just like driving somewhere to 
sit down with somebody and tell them something or express something and you're like so nervous and thinking I'm going to throw up. Like I had a lot of those types of conversations this year. And at the end, on the other side, I felt so empowered. I felt so proud of myself of like, okay, I can have hard conversations and there's a big liberation in that, you know? And so I think if there's a thing that you're afraid to say, asking yourself like what the worst is that that could happen. And I, and I feel like that's a big personal initiation for us when we know intuitively we need to say the thing and we're so scared shitless. Like those are the things that on the other side of that, the huge upgrades come through. And that happened to me multiple times where actually, especially with the books I channeled, it was on the other side of having a conversation. I, I was so scared to have, and I was very much rewarded via a whole book coming through, which was amazing. So I can have hard conversations and survive. It can, it can be fine. And so can you, we can do it. Another offshoot from there is don't wait around for other people. I realized a lot this year how much I was waiting around for other people. Yeah. It could be to understand me or just to keep up with me and how I had gotten so used to that within relationships, business, friendships, romantic relationships. And I realized that that's why I was feeling so tired and where I was always kind of like putting myself in a place of separation from people. I was doing that. And so I just decided like, I'm not going to wait for other people anymore. And I was getting frustrated a lot because I was slowing myself down so other people could catch up and it's not my job. So don't wait around for other people to understand, to see you, to notice you, to recognize you, to validate you, to just keep up in general. There's no need. The classic one of saying no more. Not everyone needs access to you and not everything needs to get done that we tell ourselves needs to get done. You know, I know this is such like a, this is such a classic lesson of the year, but I feel like through the ascension process, and I know a lot of people are feeling this as well. I just quite literally like cannot say yes to things anymore that are not in alignment where I used to be able to do a lot more and just say yes a lot more. And I, maybe I didn't feel so great in it because I knew, but now it's like my body will quite literally just shut down. Like, no, stop saying yes to things that are a no. And I feel like a huge theme this year for me was just simplify. That was what was coming through from my guides constantly just simplify, 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 simplify everything, you know, physically in, in my, in my home and my space, getting rid of things within my business. How can I keep simplifying? And I spent almost like the whole year, I feel like working on simplifying and I'm still not done with it, but it's been such a process to like undo a lot of things because I had just said yes to so many things in my life. And honestly, this is with friendships too. I kind of realized like I have too many friends. I'm overwhelmed. I, I have so many people who I love, but I can't keep up with everybody. And then I feel like a shitty friend, you know? So I have just been in this process of simplifying. I feel like in, you know, in my business for sure, saying yes to so many things and having to do the work to kind of just like undo and simplify and figure out like what feels good for me. I mean, I feel like the best representation of this is packing. So if you follow me on social media, you probably know I'm a horrible packer. I and that person, I know I'm not the only one who, if I'm going on a two-day trip, I've packed for like three months, let's be honest, because it's actually less stressful for me. I'd rather just throw everything in my bag, everything in my car and deal with it when I get there. It's more stressful for me to like try and narrow it down to the only two outfits I need. And that is like a growth point for me. <laughs> you know, I, I, need to, I need to be okay with simplifying. There's something underneath that of like, is there FOMO energy? right? Like what's the FOMO energy? So I have been working on simplifying and the powerful word to simplify our lives is saying no. Saying no. 
and really just, again, not worrying about people understanding. There have been things that, I mean, as I record this, you know, there was an event I really wanted to go to. I was so excited about, and I have just, I was just exhausted this week. Like I just got back from another trip and I thought, oh my God, I don't, I have two days. I'm trying to pump in a bunch of stuff before I leave. Then I'm leaving again. I'm driving. And I was so exhausted. My whole body was like, no. And so I was like genuinely so excited for this event emotionally, but my whole body was like, I just can't. And I was kind of bummed, you know, and I was like, how can I rally? And I'm the kind of person that will rally and make it happen. I was just like, I got to say no. I got to just say no and do less. And this goes back to being very discerning with what we are putting our energy towards people, tasks, thoughts, you know, what are we saying yes to? And it goes back to whatever you worry about is what you energize. If we keep thinking about things we don't like, then we're just energizing those, you know? So no is powerful and focusing on what, what does feel like a, a full body hell yes. Now, a few of these are really connected to making big life shifts. So the ones that came forward for me, one, sometimes the block is the most obvious thing. Two, the only thing that can get in your way is you. And three, your whole life can change in a day. These all feel connected to me. (laughs) So sometimes the block is the most obvious thing. I have found this, it's very obvious in my life. Like I'll just feel like energy gets stuck. Nothing's moving, something's off. And I'm like, what is it? What's going on? Where am I out of alignment? Like what needs to go? And I can just, you know, freak out about it. And what I've learned is it's usually the most obvious thing that we're overlooking. The same way when people are like, overlooking their spirit guide's message. They're like, I asked my guides, they're not saying anything. And often they have said something, but you just didn't like the message or it seemed too simple for you. You know, it's like, how do I blah, 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 blah. And your guides like rest. And you're like, okay, no. But like, how do I blah, 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 blah. I'm like rest. And they've been telling you to rest for so long and you're not doing it. And then you're like, how come nothing's moving? How come nothing's changing? How come I'm not manifesting? Well, it was rest. But sometimes we just think that's too simple or, or, uh, you know, we just don't like that answer. We want it to be more complicated for whatever reason because <laughs> we resist resting. But I have just found that sometimes, most of the time, whatever the block is, when you can recognize that there is a block that's blocking the energy, it can be like the most obvious thing. And that's often why we overlook it because we've already decided that's not an option. So for example, it could be like a relationship in your life. It could be maybe your best friend or your partner or someone you're really connected to in business and there's been stuff going on and everything just feels stuck, but you have already decided, well, I can't end that relationship. So you're not even thinking of that as a potential option as like the block or the thing that needs to be released, which I was going to bring this up later, but I will say a huge one that I learned this year, who you are energetically attached to matters. And this is a hard pill for me to swallow, but I have seen this again and again and again Um, (laughs) but I have just noticed that every single person that's connected to me personally and my business, like the energy of that all matters. You know, if somebody is going to be helping me in my business, the energy behind it matters. If somebody is going to be, uh, I don't know, house sitting for me, like, I mean, I got to be discerning, you know, who's doing my hair, my beloved hairstylist is amazing. Like I, I just really think about, you know, every person I work with, my chiropractor, uh, my craniosacral therapist, my massage therapist, all that. Like I'm just really discerning about everybody who who's energetically attached to me, who physically touches me. But I also think about friends and friends of friends. And I did that podcast episode about 
that friend circles can hold you back. It's a huge thing. It's a huge thing. And I have found this to be true so many times in my business or even just in like friend groups where there could be somebody who maybe you're just hanging out with because they're in the group, but you get a weird vibe and it can block you, you know, but, and same thing with dating. Like if somebody who you're in a relationship with has really poor money mindset, I'm not going to say that always affects you, but that can be affecting you, right? That can be an energetic block because you have your own relationship consciousness. You're energetically attached to that person. There's so much in terms of frequency that's going on with those dynamics, but that can very much be affecting you. And, and in the last year, as I've like dated different people and it, just looking back on my relationships, I, I realized how much my romantic relationships definitely affected how much money I was making, what I was attracting in my business and in my life in general, also my health. And so just don't overlook that. Like who you are energetically attached to does matter. Okay, so going back to my other points, the only thing that can get in your own way is you. I think that's very empowering. And I think we all, you know, we know that, but I feel like this year I really, really realized like, whoa, the power's all in my hands. And then that also means I got to take responsibility for when things aren't ideal, like, you know, where am I out of alignment or how can I show up in a more empowered way? But it really is true. Like the only thing that can get in your way is you. And I think that has been really helpful for me to tune back into whenever I feel like things feel out of control. And I'm like, whoa, 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 I'm the creator here. The only thing that can get in my way is me. So what can I shift in terms of my perspective or a choice or an energy and understanding that can open up the path for me? That is really, really empowering. And then we come back to your whole life can change in an instant, can change in a day. I saw this so many times. I mean, recently the retreat, it was incredible. I just felt like the shifts that happened were like many, many years worth of transformation, which is powerful. But I've seen this in my own life and with with friends, people around me. It's like you can meet one person or have one opportunity come in that you weren't expecting and your whole life changes. You know, you can meet somebody and you meet them. And I, and I was telling my friends this, I was like, I was like, you guys, like everybody, you guys can meet someone tomorrow and then you have a boyfriend next week. Like that can happen, right? Or you feel like nothing's going well in your business and all of a sudden somebody reaches out to you and and gives you this huge deal and you're going to be making hundreds of thousands of dollars. Like stuff can change instantly. We just have to be open to it, ready for it. And think about like, is there anything I need to shift vibrationally or get to shift vibrationally, energetically that will allow me to really manifest in what I desire? And that's the thing. It's just an energy shift. That's all it takes. Goes back to the classic, like the number of people who in terms of energy work, like we'll do a womb clearing and then next day they meet their partner. Like when you cut cords with exes, when you clear out the womb space, any energy you're holding from previous partners, like whew, you will attract in your person real quick. That's why those manifestation activation sets that that I have out, check those out for manifesting money. And then there's one on manifesting love and relationships. Those are so potent. Like, because when you're doing the energy work and you just show up to it, right? We're doing the energy work. I'm channeling the information. The number of people who like overnight, like, holy shit, I just met somebody. Oh my God, I just, I just made all this money. It's because it's energy. And then you can attract in something different, which leads me into the more the frequency of the planet shifts and the more your frequency rises, like manifestation is the only way to do it. So the more your frequency rises, doing things 3D, 4D, it's just going to feel heavy, sluggish, it won't work. 
everything is energetic. And I feel like I used to be able to toggle between the two of like doing things the more manual way, the more 3D way, and I could make it work. I could almost like force it to happen. Like, oh, more work, more effort. It's going to work out. And I can't do it that way. Like the only thing that works for me now is energetics, is understanding energetics, understanding manifesting. Like if I tried to run my business still the way I used to, which was like, you know, the strategy, like the basic like strategy that I know that works, that's like time and time again, this is the formula. If I try to do that now, it doesn't work at all. I have to be focusing on the inspiration, the energetics, like that's the most important thing. It's all manifestation. Same thing with like my body. It's not even about what I eat. It's it's about all of the energy. Everything's energetic, you know? So it's like the more my frequency rises, manifesting is the only thing that works and damn does it work. And that is how you receive miracles in your life every single day. Last two big ones. One, don't fight the energy. <laughs> don't fight the energy of where you're meant to be right now. And I think that this year really pushed me because my brain and my emotions wanted to be doing certain things. And the energy of the year for me personally wanted to be laying in bed. (laughs) It was such an inner process for me. There was so much processing, so much downloading, so much receiving. And like that is all I was meant to be doing. And I was resisting it so much. I was still trying to keep up with everything and do X, Y, Z. And you just can't fight it. And I created a lot of problems for myself because I was, I was fighting it. I didn't, I didn't want to, you know, slow down. And then I just had to surrender to it. And this is where understanding the cycles we're in astrologically, you can use the pattern app. It's really easy. Just the energy of, you know, what's going on for the collective astrologically in your own life, looking at your numerology. I've just found that when I try and lean in an opposite direction, other than where the energy is naturally pulling me, there's so much resistance and it gets really hard. So for me, this was a year seven. I needed to let it be a year seven. And I was trying to make it a year four, a year five. And it caused a lot of fatigue for me, to be honest. So I've really just learned, don't fight the energy. There are periods where we're meant to just hermit and turn inward and just exist and be. And then there are other seasons where we do more or where we experience different things. Like for me, it's just been really surrendering to whatever the larger energy is that wants to go on. And the things that my higher self set up that maybe my ego doesn't like. And I found myself in a lot of resistance to wanting to do it in a certain way. And my higher self was like, nope, we signed up for it this way. Like cool your jets. And I've just had to really learn to surrender to that. And then that's where things become a lot easier. So don't fight the energy. Now, lastly, trust what you want to do and trust what you don't want to do. Trust what you want, trust your desire, because what you're meant to do will feel exciting and easy. (laughs) And I mean that in your life in general. I mean that with your career. I really realized that, and this is such a second line thing, like what I'm really here to do are the things that are so natural for me. I'm not even trying. You know, one of my gifts Well, I'll say one of the amazing blessings this year is I was very clear in terms of what I'm here to do. Like, remember the contracts, full memory of what I signed up for, what the plan was, all of that, which is exciting. And, you know, I was thinking about this earlier of, you know, one of the things that I am here to do, and that is one of my biggest gifts and part of my mission is I'm, I'm an activator. So just being around me, like turns people's gifts on, it shifts their lives. Like I don't have to really do anything you know, the way I do energy work, it's very natural for me. An example of this is if anybody who like works for me, 
or anybody who dates me or becomes friends with me, especially when people date me or they work for me, I always say, I'm like, uh, just so you know, your gifts are going to turn on. Like, and I'm not, I don't, we don't have to talk about it. We don't have to try. People will just start channeling. They're just talking to their guides. Like it just naturally opens up. And that's part of what I'm here to do. Like just let my field and the things I say activate people, like, you know, turn it on. And in everything that I am transmitting in terms of like what I'm channeling, that's all encoded with the frequency that activates things within other people. And I don't, it's not something I can think about or try to do. It's just me being me shifts things within people. And I don't have to try to do that. Or like, you know, for me, channeling in general, it's the thing that has always felt the easiest in the world, energy work, the easiest in the world. It feels like so easy. It can't even be true to me. And that's what I'm here to do. Like it's, it's, it's easy. It's so easy and it's so powerful and I'm really good at it, you know? And I realized how much of my life I was just trying to make things a lot harder than needed to be. And you know, when I have found things that I'm naturally good at, why do I then go looking for something that has to be harder? You know, it's like, I don't trust it because it's so easy. And this year I really realized like, wow, the things that I'm here to do, are the things that I want to do and the things that are really easy, like I'm naturally good at. And I, I see that in other people around me too, where they'll feel like, well, I don't know what I'm good at. I don't know what I'm here to do. And I'm like, it's so obvious you're amazing at X, Y, Z. And they're like, well, no, like other people talk about that or like that I can't be, that's like not good enough. It's this energy of what I do in this arena isn't good enough. And it's like, no, it's so good that that's why it feels like it's so good. You're a master at it. And you don't even realize it because it's just so natural to you. You know, and so you have to realize that you came here encoded with certain gifts, unique gifts, which are not always tangible skills. It could just be a frequency you're bringing forward. That's your mission. And it's going to be so easy for you. Following your mission is meant to be the easiest thing in the world in terms of it lights you up. You want to do it, right? It's contributing to you. The process of it is contributing to you. So pay attention, you know, and for me, again, it goes back to the basic, like, what do I want to do? And I've been playing with this every day and realizing I was just procrastinating on this stuff because I'm not meant to do it. And a lot of things have been opening up since I started just ask myself, like, what do I want to do right now? And sometimes, you know, the most magnetic thing I can do is lay on my bed and stare at the ceiling. And most of the time I end up just talking to my spirit guides all day and it serves me well, you know? So trust what you want to do and trust what you don't. And remember that what you're here to do is going to feel easy for you. It's just following your natural gifts. So. Those are some of my big lessons for 2022. Please let me know if these resonated with you and if you had any similar ones or if this sparked any thoughts for you. I would love to hear what resonated for you most. If you did enjoy this episode, be sure to take a screenshot, share it to social media, tag me, tag at Christina, the channel podcast, and I can repost you and say thank you. It means the world to me when you do share the episodes. It's the best way to help other people find out about the podcast and yeah, I just really appreciate you all helping us grow this community. So sending you lots of love. Maybe this could be a cool journal prompt for you. What were some big lessons you learned in 2022? I, I want to know, post them in the free private forum and yeah, we're gonna have an amazing 2023. So that's going to be it for today's episode. Thank you again so much for tuning in. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day and I'll chat with you again 